listening to The Walkout Live with me as always, my buddy Mark the Menace Young. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, my brother. How are you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're coming live from the Wheelhouse VIP right. Lounge right. in beautiful Port Wainimi. It's very exciting. Start your day with All Nature right. Man. See? It's not a real show if that doesn't happen. <laughs> It's always got to be something. See, that's why I always try to record the songs ahead of time. Hey, that's that's the hilarious part. It came out of nowhere, and I was like, "What? What was that?" I think it was an ad for some sort of vitamins. Well, for vitamins. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're at the Wheelhouse, so you know that's it's partially vitamins. The beautiful aroma as I walked into the building. We're at the point now in society where marijuana is is legal. Um, and, you know, it seems to bring like a peaceful serenity to uh, the folks that are actually here. They, you know, there's several people here and they're having a good time. Beautiful ambiance here. Uh, so it's way so- more chill than any bar I've ever been to. Right. Way more chill than any right, bar. Right. Really nice. Yeah. So so nice ambiance here. You guys know if you're ever, you know, in our city here, um, you know, come down. It's off Channel Islands. Uh, yeah. And I believe they have an open mic night uh, once a week where you can come out and you can try out your stuff. I think it's like a two item minimum or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They have a they have several things like so they have like a, a night where open mic. So you can come for comedy. You could be singing. It could be whatever you do. Um, they're actually having fights. So coming up uh, 25th, if I'm not mistaken. That's the Saturday, right? <clears throat> yeah. The, yep. Saturday. Are you guys going to come out for this this particular one? Yeah, I actually am going to come out and watch the fight on Saturday here and partake in the, you know, the event here. So Very good. Pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds great. I yeah, love yeah. that. Definitely want to, you know, hang out here and, uh, you know, check out what they got going on. Oh, that sounds like a sweet deal. Yeah, and it seems like it's a, I believe it's an open bar for like 50 bucks. So open you just, bar. Whatever you, bucks. and that's a, if you get in for the prelims, that's a bargain. Yeah, and so they've had UFC fights here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's top notch. You know, you get to come here, hang out with your friends, you know. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you about how I almost put Reggie Jackson out of business? No. Reggie please, Jackson used to have me. a barbecue joint in Monterey. And right after I got to the Air Force, Reggie Jackson had this barbecue joint that had six ninety nine all you can eat ribs on Thursday, <laughs> and I went there every Thursday and I put such a dent in Reggie Jackson's pocketbook. I'm telling you, dude, I was there. I would eat so much ribs, and that dude's like, really? <laughs> it was his partner Nick. I got to know his partner because the, I was eating there so often. <laughs> hey, that's the crazy thing. So that's like when you have friends, uh, you know, and and you got the hookup, you got the link, you know, <laughs> I'm coming through, bro. Like, wait a minute, you know. What I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna pay, but I'm definitely gonna eat, eat to you know eat some ribs up in here, bro. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and aim all of your hate mail at me for Reggie Reggie Jackson's dugout diner. No longer down Dang. there, Cannery Row in Monterey. Poor Reggie Jackson, man. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys are ever in town, uh, you know what I'm saying it's 521 West Channel Islands Boulevard. Uh, you know, cool place. Come down, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about tonight. There's so much stuff in the news, so many things going on. So we've got a, a, a full, exciting show, and we're doing it live here yeah. in front of a studio audience. Which is Pretty cool. Fun. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so what's, what's big? What's doing up to you, bro? So, I've, you know, as you know, I've kind of thrown myself back out into the comedy thing a little more, getting out, doing a little more dates and things like that. And right. over the weekend on Saturday, I did a show up in, um, up in uh, Santa Barbara. And it was a good, you know, uh, my buddy owns a comedy club called the Comedy Hideaway. It's okay. Great. Uh, it's kind of a hip room. It's it's a younger, I don't know if it's a younger audience, but but definitely like an audience that is hip to the comedy scene and like how comedy is, right? Right. And so um, 
you know, so I like to kind of go out there. That's a good, for me, it's a good barometer of like where I am comedy wise. Because sure. I could be out here making my audience laugh all the time because I've kind of got a little bit of my own audience. But yeah, used to it. Until you're out there and you're in front of these hip audience, you don't really know where you're at. So anyways, so I go out to do, do the show. Had a great show. It's right. a really wonderful show. I don't know if you remember Saturday. It was raining, right? Yeah, for sure. So as I, as I left Ventura, it was rainy. It was pouring down rain. And I walked through, like, the, you know, over at my apartments. There's a little overhang. Right. You know, so I got water all over me and stuff. And the way the rain kind of dried in my shirt, I had these really funky-looking stains. And I didn't know about it when I performed. <laughs> no. Thankfully. No, bro. I mean, but, yeah, thankfully I didn't know about it when I performed. Because right. my performances were, I, I, re- I had fun. I felt like they were on point and everything. I go home to post the videos for, uh, you know, for Instagram because I'm going, okay, I'm going to get on my stuff, man. be out there. I'm going to post my videos. I'm going to be like a real life re- professional comedian, right? Right. I go and I look at my video and there's these crazy, there's a big crazy stain up here and a stain that goes right down the front of my shirt. It looked no. like something nasty on there or something, right? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, and you were up there the whole time. Yeah, I was up there for the whole show. No idea my shirt was nasty looking until I got home and watched the video. Oh, bro. So so I think I don't think that that's going to necessarily shake my confidence. I'm kind of disappointed and I look back and go, God, why does I have a dirty shirt? But I wonder if you've ever had anything like that in the fight world where you've gone and you've watched, you know, maybe something that you did and you're like, it just sticks out so bad that you're like, oh, man, I didn't didn't realize this was going on. I mean, you got to remember, I came off um, a I came off a three win fight streak, um, took a regional belt and then I went to fight for the Nationals and, you know. To many people that you know, I, I was robbed twice, but I I I I sit there and I for one second when I watch the video, it's almost like I don't know what happened. There's just one moment where I just stiffened up really, and kind of like I don't know if I I remember there was water on the mat and I slipped on it, but I almost feel like I like paid attention to that. And then, the, you know, this dude freaking, he threw a punch, and we both went to the floor, and there was a scramble, and he got on top of me for one second, and they called the fight. Was that the, the one in, like, Fresno area? San Diego. Oh, this San Diego. Was the first one. Oh, okay. And so I just always remember watching the actual fight and thinking, like, I was a little embarrassed because I was thinking... I don't know, what were you doing? What, why were you looking at the water on the ground? Now, did you slip in the water? Or was it like a, maybe a little like bit it, of a... It, 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 I remember we came out and we got into our first scuffle and it almost made me kind of, you know, a little bit slip. Because it was like a good puddle of, of water, sweat, I don't know. Yeah, and you're going to, if you, you, that's where injuries happen is when you slip, when you lose your footing like that. Not For when sure. you fall, not when you're taken down in a, you know. For sure, 100%. Those, those when your body's kind of doing an, a natural movement like that. So that is probably something as a coach, you're, you, you probably had. Maybe yeah. 1% of your brain focused on it, but it was enough for you to feel like you were distracted or something. Yeah, it, it definitely threw me off. And I think, you know, that time watching that was like, uh, you, you know, there was another time when I went to uh, a JITS contest and I was really good, you know, just like a natural. Um, when it came to, you know, they threw me in this like uh, tournament out in Texas, my brother did. 
And so I was, you know, there, that's when I first learned about um, when people sandbag. So there was a guy there who was probably like a collegiate wrestler. He's probably went to college. But he's an older man, but he's in the, you know, the beginners like me. So then I went in there, and uh, as soon as it starts, like, he tries to bulldog me, but I just, like, flip him over. I, like, get on top of him. There's nothing he can do. Like, I'm, like... I'm manhandling this guy, and then uh, he he ends up bulldogging me on my back, and then he went for a smothering move, which was just like back then where you just kind of put your hand over the person's mouth and try to gain position, and I tapped to that. And th- that was weird. To me. Oh, like, wow. I felt embarrassed because there was no reason. F- be- it was because I had never been put in the situation uh-huh. that I just gave up. Right. I was truthfully. You just didn't see a way out of it. Oh yeah, I was in. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I didn't tell anyone in my head that that's what it was, but that is what it was. I just gave up. Now looking back, is there anything that you could have done about it? If you would. Oh my god. If, yeah. If he would have smothered me like that, I would have definitely done nothing besides like bumped him up in like game position, and like I would have like put a wizard in and moved myself to the side. Like it would have been so easy yeah yeah it would have been not like it would have been nothing to do what i know how to do now right you know but back then i even had i had enough skill i think i just um needed the lesson mm-hmm. i think so sometimes we need the lesson right <laughs> there you go bro that's probably at the end of the day what it could all be i never learned my lesson don't just grab a t-shirt and go and <laughs> Don't walk under the overhang when the, the first time it rains, there's all that crap coming out of the sky. Right. And or, you know, what I'm saying or you could have an umbrella. Yeah, that's a good point. I should do an umbrella. I carry an umbrella. Every, I carry one. I'm in my trunk. It just is a part of the car. I think I need to start bringing a shirt, whatever shirt I plan on wearing for a show. I need to just put it like in a garment bag and just carry it. So just I'll t- a shirt. So I'll tell you something weird. Um, I technically when i leave the house if i it could be a sunny day and if i leave i'm gonna pack a jacket sometimes i'll take an extra shirt i do it all the time when i leave the house just because you never know what could possibly happen like you know anything could happen you could spill something on your shirt and you're gonna be out further so man i hate to pack with you when it comes time to camp Oh, when you buddy. go camping, what do you got? Glamping? <laughs> like, I'm not even going camping. He's That's, like, we're bringing the couch. <laughs> you, bro, you better believe that I'm technically not even going to go camping just because there aren't certain things that I need. <laughs> well, at least you're aware of that, though. For sure. So many people go out there, they find out the hard way of the things they need, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm just, you know, there, there are certain things I just can't do, you know? Tommy went through a little phase where he was really into camping, but he got over that pretty quick when we stayed. We stayed out at um, Malibu Creek State Park out there. In, uh, right. It's in Agora Hills or whatever. Right. It was so hot and nasty that we would just, instead of really staying at the campground, we went over the hill and just hung out in Malibu at the beach all day. Okay. Because it was like 15 degrees cooler. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. I just have... I just have that, you know, I can, my mom used to, you know, when she was alive, she used to take me and my brothers or family, or we're going to go camping, set up tents, and you're outside sleeping on rocks, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but I'm going to tell you, it wasn't, like, the greatest thing, because technically, all you can do when you go camping is hike, 
Uh, I don't know if there's water you can play in the water. You know, <laughs> you're you're going to eat food off your little campfire. Have you ever gone to the like the KOA in Santa Paula? No. Oh, you got to check that place out. So they have these cabins. They're less expensive even than hotel rooms. I take the kids, and it'll be just me and the kids. And it's about, I want to say about 130 a night. Right. I joined the whatever club, and it's, it's like 130 a night. You have a loft that's big enough for a few of the kids to sleep up there, and then you have like a queen-size bed down at the bottom. There's a bathroom in there. There's a microwave. Not really much of a kitchen, but you have a barbecue pit outside. Right. But you have like most of the stuff that you need. You have a bathroom, which is a big, if you're camping, that's the one thing I really want is a bathroom. You need a bathroom. Yeah. Where I can go to the bathroom and shower because and, I'm just not, mm-hmm. I'm just not using an owl house. I mean, you know, if I have to, I mean, I have before, but I'm not, I'm not just, if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Just like, you know, I don't really do a lot of stuff like, you know, I'm not. There's really no need for me to travel out of my country. I would if I wanted to, but I really don't want to. Right. I love when people are critical of you because you don't go out of the country all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's cool. That's on you. You yeah. can go to a country. <laughs> you know, you can go to anywhere you want to go, but I'll go where I kind of want to go. Yeah, we got beautiful Port Wainimi right here in our own backyard. Why are we going to go vacation? And I'm going to tell places? you something. You know, this is just like the, um, that's the fighter in me that I I don't want to go somewhere where I don't know the laws. So, yeah, no, it's and even that. Not that I don't know the laws. I don't. The laws are not the same where I'm from. So, you know, for certain things that I could possibly do here in my country and somewhere else would get me thrown in some jail for half my life or whatever. And I'm not doing that. And then you know, so I. Yeah, was it Brittany Griner who had the uh, she had the sure. the vape pen in Russia? Ooh. A vape pen? She, she spent she spent like it was, it was a couple years, right? I over, mean, over a vape pen, and Jeez. and our president was not going to go get her. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you should know so better than to bring the you, damn vape, yeah, vape you, pen. Imagine, you know, she you know came to the well house, got her vape pen <laughs> over there, and she, next thing you know, for nothing for something that is 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 perfectly legal here. Yeah. But not there. Yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. I have sure. a, a buddy that kind of told me about, they check even like on cruises when you go, like when you're doing like the Ensenada cruise and stuff, they, right. they actually check the, they actually check the luggage and stuff. So you I'm have sure. to, you have to be careful about that stuff. Cause yeah, you can't like, you know, on those boats, I'm sure you, you know, they, you can't. It's international water. So there's like different, I don't know how the rules go on that. Who knows? Different rules. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would like to go on, I I've been on boats, but I haven't been on a cruise. Dude, they are missing a great opportunity, a marketing opportunity. Can you imagine a bunch of potheads on a cruise? That would be so fun. One of the, can you imagine? Everybody's just, I mean, happy. Nobody cares if dinner's a little late. No, all yeah, all the crew members would definitely, you know, have to stay <laughs> sober so that everybody else can feel comfortable. Because could you imagine? Yeah, my comedy shows would be fun. <laughs> It'd be like Titanic. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be like the Titanic. I'm saying if you let the staff get... <laughs> I was saying if you, if you like had let, let the staff who were, you know, manning the boat. Oh, yeah. They, no. can, they have to stay sober. Yeah, they got to they gotta follow the rules. Right. They so, got to have 24 hours clean, that's, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm... <laughs> I don't know, though. I'm a better driver if I have a little bit in me. Okay, so, <clears throat> I mean, there are actual studies that show... That when you know when you're getting high, 
that you focus more on something that you're doing and you actually become like you hone in on that thing so you can technically do that thing probably better than you could if you weren't you're more focused for sure yeah that's the difference between alcohol and marijuana like alcohol it kind of like messes up your judgment and makes you think that you could do things you can't and has right. like there's like a lot of weird turn a lot of times turns you into somebody you're not right um with the weed it what it does is it kind of knocks down that rumination all those voices that get distract you for when sure. you're doing stuff so like when you're doing something like driving you're not thinking about the thousand things that went on at work and at home and all that stuff you're just I mean, and they're letting, and I'm happy. And they're they're letting you know the fighters now smoke. You know, there's there's a lot of fighters now who are actually at the point where they're, you know, they're smoking. See, my my cousin smokes. What a quick turnaround for that was too, right? Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know how how are you how are you technically going to battle that? How you how are you gonna, um, you, you know, you can try to, but a lot of them use that for pain. Yeah, you know. Literally, so. Well, the NFL learned the hard way. You, you know, you use the painkillers, 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 and then kill you, you suspend guys for four games and take right. away a quarter of their paycheck for marijuana. For sure. When it would have saved everybody money, saved everybody, I think it would have saved probably a lot of lives to be able to have sure. that as their remedy, something that they can... Because you know if you, you... You know when you're smoking, you know if you have some more recovery left do you know what i mean yeah i think those guys can listen to their body better when they have that when we talk about it like the rumination when when you don't have all that you know your 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 coaches aren't as much influencing your decisions and your you know what i mean your you can actually focus on where am i actually with my body and all that stuff i don't know maybe i'm talking crazy no no it's you know you just have to look at it in the fact that it has uh, been like something that's healing for a long time for a lot of people and we're not just talking about people in sports we're talking about um, there's sick children who suffer from you know illnesses that you know doctors can't even help the parents so um, you know I'm just you know speaking from you know actual facts and cases that are out there so you know that's you know it's it, it could help a lot of people I think so too. It could help the economy. So we're kind of at a uh, we're kind of at a doctor's office right now, coming sure. from the uh, wheelhouse VIP lounge. We are and dispensary it, it, here in Port Wayne. Actually, looks like today's a good day. I think they're having a friendsgiving today. Oh. It, 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 excuse me. Excuse me, Diana. You, you uh, friendsgiving? Are they having here today? Yeah, fr- friendsgiving. Oh, so what's friendsgiving? Forty percent off. Wow. 40% off, no entry fee. Wow. So 40% off the entire menu and no entry fee? It's pretty cool. Oh, that is a good one. Jeez. I know. So, you know, I, I would assume. Wish I wasn't broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. So, bro, so tell me, earlier we were talking, you, were, you mentioned the, the buyout of PFL. Yeah, I thought that was really big news, and I didn't see it as many places as I would have expected. You, to, wanted, but... you know why. Uh, is it because I mean, UFC runs the world? <laughs> there you go. You know, that's that's big news, but nobody wants to. They don't want to hear that. But PFL, if I'm not mistaken, is doing just as well as the UFC. It's just not as uh, it's just not as uh, in the media and stuff, right? Isn't the PFL doing pretty good? For sure. But you got to remember, you know, Mr. White runs, runs it all. Yeah. He runs it. And 
And you know, for good measure, you know, we we've you got we've benefited from a lot of great fights. Yeah. From Dana White, it's has it's taken me like a, a you know it's taken me a minute to look at how he runs his business and. Uh, you know, people call him a crook or whatever. You know, he's oh, he's taking yeah. people that have nothing and giving them something just for fighting. There's some people who just fight for nothing. They're out on the street fighting. It's got them thrown in jail. All kinds of things it's gotten, you know, it's it, you know it's put charges on men. But now he's giving dudes a, a way to hit a gym, hone in on the skills, and then be welcomed into this, this thing where you can feed your family. Yeah, Conor McGregor didn't have anything before UFC. Right. You know, you have a lot of those, a lot of fighters that made it. I'm trying to think of who all, but there's quite a few of them that started from nothing. And UFC provided an avenue where people have been, like you're saying, they're fighting for free. They're fighting on, you know, smokeouts and reservations and things like that. Right. Not getting paid or getting paid very, very little. Sure. And Dana White's actually kind of helped build it into a way where they're able to market themselves, they're making ancillary income. You look at, you know, people like Paige Van Zant. She launched herself UFC. Now she makes way more money without having to get hit in the face. You, <laughs> you know, doing other stuff. Yeah. And she's not the only one. There's other people doing that, but it's uh, it really has. And and I think you're right. I think that he is a little bit underappreciated because there's this automatic feeling that anybody who is running a, a fight organization has to be a crook or anybody who has to make tough decisions that hurt people's feelings right. they've got to be a crook but really he's almost every step of the way has kind of done what was right for the organization I mean he's had some hiccups because he's human but I think like you know if he says something he doesn't necessarily hold himself to that like when he said oh we'll right. never have women in the UFC he found the opportunity and, and built. made made good on that. Yeah, I, I think you know even in the fact of uh, people say, oh well, he doesn't want to give insurance. It's sad, but there are actual jobs that are nine to fives out here that you're going to work them and you're not getting any insurance from them either. Um, you you can you know you can work for a temp agency because you can't find an actual job through a company and you're not going to get insurance. So. I'm not saying that it's not something that's needed, you know, even in football. It took many, many years for them to change the rule that these men will get the type of care they need. So in due time. Yeah. That's what I believe. I believe in due time. It is. It will happen. And I think there's, too, I think that he's also put money towards fighters who've had issues that, and it's not something that's put part of the mainstream where it's not a not, not put out there, you know. Right. Because you you can't. You can't publicly be really giving when you're in that position because you've got a lot of struggling fighters underneath you, a For lot sure. of them. For sure. You know, and he knows that there are guys that his organization was built on their backs and they're struggling. And so I think he, I'm sure that he's the kind of person that's probably helping those people out on yeah, some level. I believe it. So yeah. um, as far as PFL, that's dope. I, that's how I look at. It. I look at is you know it's a positive thing that that organization that there. Um, that they're acquiring such a, a, a great organization in Bellator. And I don't just, I'm not really going to look at it like there's this huge um, war going on. Maybe there is, I don't know. But to me, it's just like, you know, a great organization's doing great. And this organization has been doing great and is going to continue. 
Yeah, I don't think people realize that the discrepancy level in talent isn't that big. Like right. the Bellator, that they're that's they're good fighters over there. For sure, a lot of them are either people who got frustrated in the UFC. Right, they have they have another the home that but they can. You people know. love Chandler. That's where Chandler came from. Right. You know? So yeah, I think that's that's really cool, and it's it's like a gr- great news over there. You know, great news. I don't think we got to talk about the oh uh, excuse me. I don't think we got to talk about um, the Alex Pierre fight. No, we didn't. No, but we both watched it. Yeah, I, me and uh, the kids sat down and watched that one. What did you think, bro? We, I I was I wasn't going for Alex on this one, and I believed that. Um, it didn't look I always like mess his name up. Pravashka. Is that? Did I say it right? You asked the wrong okay. cat. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna go with Pravashka. Or you know, I thought I went with him because I've I've had this thing like he's 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 a tough guy, but truthfully. I'm. I think that Piera is the truth. Yeah, and, great. And he is proving it to everyone. No, like I mean, he not he he came in and he handled business. And he kind of looked like he wasn't gonna. Was kind of fighting from behind a little bit too at one point. Thank you. At least me and you agree on that. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that it. You know, he might have was going to get you know dominated and then out of nowhere, bam, done deal. So. Some people argue early stoppage. I don't know. That's up to the ref. Yeah, that one's hard. That one, you can make an argument for either direction because of the direction that he fell and everything else. Like, I think, I don't think that was an early stoppage. Right. But I could also see why everybody, I mean, I think even Rogan and Cormier and them were saying that they, they should have let it go a little bit longer or something, right? Yeah. Or am I getting that confused with another fight? No, I think that, 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 that they, you, know, they're, you know, they're saying it. So it's... Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a great fight. I mean, it sucked that it went went that way. It didn't go in my favor, but no oh well. <laughs> it wasn't like I had money on the fight, so yeah, it's that's fine there. That's a different level of uh, of buy-in when you have money on the fights. I know. That's a, I've I've gambled on a couple of fights and I don't like it. Yeah, it you know you got you got you got to have a for, for sure. I mean, I we went to Vegas before, um, uh, you know. Went with my brothers, all the fam, all the boys, and then we, the, it, our friend was fighting that night, um, and that that was that was a a great night because we were out. Um, we all decided, of course, we were gonna put all our money on on the pit bull. You know, mm-hmm. we, were, we were gonna put it all on him, um, and he fought. Oh, he fought uh, Burns. He didn't. He fought Burns' brother. Right. Um, I forgot his first name. Not Gilbert, but uh, not Gilbert, but his brother. I forget his name too. That's what I'm saying. I'm spacing on his name right now. But he fought him, and it was. A, I think it was it, Dick. It was a dangerous fight. <laughs> it was Dick a Burns. dangerous fight, and he pulled that fight off that night, and actually, like he won. And I remember when he when he submitted him. We jumped up. We were in some. We were in some club in Vegas. We got kicked out of there because <laughs> there was a lot of we. Everybody we bet. You know, we bet a lot of money. Everybody put up everything. Oh wow! Based on he was gonna win, and he did. So they had to empty out the safe. Oh yeah, that night was a pretty wild night. I've never been there for an empty the safe night. I mean, not that I know of anyways. I took a picture. It was like, uh, I think we still have a two. I had like maybe, I don't know, like 40 grand 
wow. like this, like two phones. Oh, it man. was it, yeah, it was wild. It that was is. it was a wild time. But it, it was you know that's that's when you when you that's what they say when you have like insider information in the fight game. You know your friend fights in the UFC. You you know that's like um, you know my brother trains with the Black Beast. Right. That's his. You know that's one of his partners. Now he basically knows if you know he's gonna win. He knows how his training went before the fight came. Those are some things that kind of like you'd call inside information if you wanted to go and put a bet on it, or you could bet against. You could be like, oh, well, I noticed that he hasn't been training as well as, you know. Right. Go put some money on it. You, know? you, get, you get more trouble if you, if you get caught so. betting against somebody you know. I think so. <laughs> you get in all kinds of trouble with them casinos. <laughs> I think so. Unless, you, unless, unless your boy is into like, yeah, bro, go bet against me. Here, throw some of my money on, on like, me. They're like, this dude here just, just, just put $500 against Black Beast. He also has a picture on his Instagram of him at Denny's with Black Beast. For sure. That's <laughs> he horrible. Knows something. That's horrible. Yeah, that's definitely horrible. <laughs> so we've got a lot of... Uh, so you're going to be here on Saturday here at the Wheelhouse VIP Lounge for the fight. Yes. Um, our buddies over at Sparstar, they've got their big event going on over yes, in they do. Commerce. Which... which their next event, I, I want us to be there, and I want to set up the My Fight Shop store. Yeah, we should. You know, pop up and just be there. But both, you know, there. I think that would work good. I think we should. I, I, I really would like for that to happen, brother. Cool. I like that. You know. What about any other local promotions, anything like that? Do you know any of, any of your fighters getting dialed in for anything coming up? So we got... Um, a couple of our fighters are going to be fighting up north. That is on the 28th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 28th? It's a, on, I don't know, it's Friday, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going up to, you know, little cow country up north, and they're going to be fighting on the 559 fights okay. cards. Um I'm not being biased. I feel like every time we've went up there, we've gotten robbed for because my the way I look at it is we're coming from somewhere else mm-hmm. to their promotion where they have people who are from their city. Right. So let's just be honest. They they have like hometown favorites and stuff like that. So we have had our fighters. I've been there and I fought on those and just felt like. It's robbery, man. Yeah, anybody listening that thinks that that's some kind of a weird sour grapes or something like that, you've got to realize that these promoters are trying to build a brand. They're trying to build a business. Mm -hmm. And if they can get one of their local fighters who's been there for a while to go and roll through and get this winning record and start getting a little bit of attention from some of the bigger leagues right. that those videos and those pictures popping up are really good for the promotion. Um, them coming out and having their local fighters get stomped, you know, promotion after promotion is not good for business. In fact, you won't have a business very long if that's the way it works. Right. People yeah. aren't going to come out and support the local fighters if they're getting crunched every time. Yeah, right. And that's, and it is about, uh, putting asses in seats so mm-hmm. if they're the hometown favorites and they have their whole family and friends who come out every time to see these fights 
You didn't, as long as he doesn't get beat down in there and it's an obvious loss, they're going to sway the favor in, him, in, you know, in their hometown favorite's way because the next time they have the fight in the next month or two, he's going to fight on it and he's going to bring his family and friends back again. So... When you fought for the belt up there, did he have like a significant number yeah, of audience sure. members he, there? Yes, sir. He had his cousin. It and was, you guys had like a carpool. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so it just, you can tell, you know, it, it was, and I'm not saying I got hit, I got hit in the ear, which made me like, like it rocked me. I went down and you can see that I was still coherent, which I went to scramble and get up and nope, the ref jumped on us and was like fight's over yeah you were getting up you were i think you were on one knee and, yes, and sir. one 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 uh palm just yes, try, just trying to just pulling yourself up and That's it. yeah so i don't know we're gonna go out there we're going our guy i told him this is how it has to be you have to not leave it in the hands of the judges and mm-hmm. beat the living crap out of them and you make sure that they it's not in their hands and they rate you get your hand raised right are you going to go make the trip, or do you have other coaches going up there? Um, I know coaches going up there. I know my fighter wants me to go, so we'll probably do, like, a turnaround. Um, a turn and burn? Yes, sir. That's where you go burn, on baby. up and then just come right back after the fights, right? Yes, sir. So I'm thinking that that may be, you know, what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been on – comedy-wise, I've been on a, on a few of those turn and burns. I, I like those – better sometimes I, I couldn't imagine doing it after a fight or doing it after you know being in the corner of a fight right those those fight promotions are long right but after comedy you've got you know you don't have the long lag time where you're in between fights and then fights you don't care about fights that are exciting and then fights that aren't exciting you have all that that kind of like it's a little bit of a drain on you throughout the night your, sure. your stamina kind of gets worn out in comedy, it's like, you know, first comedian's up, second comedian's up. And as long as everything goes good, you're leaving and your adrenaline's going. And so sometimes you're like, you know, I should do something with this adrenaline. So if I'm out in Fresno, would I rather get in the car and go ahead and drive home now while I have all this adrenaline? Or do I want to go sit at the hotel, not fall asleep till 4 o'clock in the morning, and then get kicked out at 10 a.m. because they got an early checkout because everybody in the country wants to stay in Fresno on a Thursday night or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it just it makes more sense. So that's why the turn and burn makes sense in comedy, but I couldn't imagine on the fights. Yeah, I don't know. I it, we, we, We'll play it by ear. Sometimes if we have to get a room while we're out there, we will. Um, if not, you know, we'll turn and burn. Yeah. Come on back. Any comedy stuff coming up? Yeah, well, I'm, I've been booking a few Christmas parties, so I've got a lot of Christmas parties. I have, um, I'm going down to Orange County with Bruce Baum. We're doing set of theater down there, and that's called the uh, Cabrillo Playhouse. Um, you can check out my, uh, my social medias if you want to find out how to get tickets to that. Right. Um, but yeah, Cabrillo Playhouse. And then we have the big Mardi Gras event that's going on over at the Tower Club. I don't know if you remember last year, but my friends over at Turning Point, along with the Rotary Club, Ventura South, right. they put on a really big party up inside the Tower Club. And that's where, I, I'm sure you remember, I did a show in the Tower Club not too long ago. Yes. So I had donated a show, one of my regular comedy shows, which usually value between 1000 1500 bucks, right? Right. Uh, I bring my sound system, all that stuff. So I donated it to their silent auction. The club owner, John Zaruka, the guy that owns the Tower Club, he's like, hey, if he's going to donate that, well, why don't I donate my club? So we'll make it dinner and a show. Right. Perfect package, right? And so obviously that got purchased. Purchaser ended up transferring it over to 
to my buddy Bob Davis, who puts together another event, who does Christmas in July. So he made my comedy show, A Christmas in July, another fundraiser. So wow. money raised after money raised after money raised. Go so ahead, bro. All that to be to say that we have Mardi Gras coming again. It's right around the corner, like February, I think. Or, right. And we've got the same donation going again, where it's dinner and a show. So we'll be back at the Tower Club again in the next few months doing that. That's beautiful, doing that. bro. So That's cool. beautiful. Man, I, you know, I, I, uh, so I was telling you earlier, something really crazy just has happened in the last couple of days. We got a call from a good, good friend of ours. Uh, me and Coach got a call from a friend of ours, uh, Ken Rose. He has a, a gym, Ken Rose Muay Thai Warriors up in Newberry Park. Oh, nice. Um, our good friend is moving to North Carolina, and this great man has handed over his gym to me and Ben. Wow. So now I will be running very Progressive exciting. Martial Arts Newberry Park in Newberry Park. That's very exciting. I'm it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And this has just happened in the last couple of days. Wow. Um, I can't wait to support that. He, he's, he's moving on because he has... Uh, things that he wants to do with his life and truthfully he's been there 26 years 26 oh. years brother uh in that location so he has a legacy there in which i i'm not changing you know i'm going to leave you know a lot of the how he has things because he has you know people that have been going there for a long time mm -hmm. um and just bring the little bit extra that i need to to the foundation there Nice. Well, so, congratulations. That makes me very excited. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You know you're going to be part of all that. It's not. Like, oh, I can't all. wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just disinfect the mats for you. I like yeah, that. I just want to. I just want some place to be during the day, man. <laughs> I know that's beautiful. Can you ask Renee to come come on over? I want I want to talk to Renee. She's the one. The reason why we got to come here and you know do our thing. Let's talk to her. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. As we said just a few minutes ago, we are here at the Wheelhouse VIP Lounge. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to have a little conversation with my new friend. I don't know how, how long you've been friends, but you introduced me. So, Miss Renee, it's awesome because uh, the first time, since the first time we came in here, um, she has been like the, the, the awesome catalyst of why we like coming here and coming back here. And there's, there's I mean, all of the staff here is awesome. Um, she's the reason why me and you are here today being able to do the podcast at the lounge because, you know, that's just the way it is. So I wanted to bring her, you know, on the show and just, you know, talk to her and, uh, you know, get, get her get her side of, you know, what she what they're doing here. You know what this is all about. Well, thank you for joining us, Renee. And how long have you been with Wheelhouse? Um, I've been with Wheelhouse almost two years now. It feels like a, it feels like forever, honestly, because I love this place. I'm, I practically live here, which right. is great, because <laughs> I get to meet all these amazing customers, you know, like Thank Mark you. and now. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. This is great, honestly. And this place that we have created, it's just we're normalizing cannabis. A lot of the times people go out, they want to smoke, but, you know, they don't smoke because everybody's right. kind of looking at them. They start smelling cannabis on them. They're like, oh, yeah, I got to go outside. Right. So we pretty much created a whole lounge and a place that people can feel comfortable. Maybe someone hasn't smoked in 20 years or 10 years and they want wow. someone to be their first smoking buddy because right. they don't have friends. Now it's a little bit harder to hang out with people because work, all kinds of different things, school gets in the way. And so we're not able to have somebody that's there like how we used to. We used to have a smoking buddy like every day. Like yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> 
several of them come on come by oh yeah it would come on over we had a dime sack whatever the case is we'd share that honestly so right. now this is the place that we have our smoking buddies everybody comes through new friends old friends so i just love the type of environment we have created here at the lounge yeah it's awesome it's like a it's like cheers for cannabis you know it's it's <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's a great place so yeah you know i, I we were i was telling him about all the events you guys have before I know you I know you're here and you're running things cuz you're you're like part of the ambiance that goes on here so before you go just quickly you have a lot of events going on and if people want to get events just they're supposed to reach out to you correct oh yeah yes please reach out to me you can call me at the lounge you can reserve on open table i prefer calling at the lounge if you do want to plan any type of event you want to have a podcast anything and everything we want this to be that place because some people have platforms they're talking in their cars they're going to the beach they're going to starbucks and we want you to come here to do those type of things and join us and we have the space we have the cannabis for you. We yeah. have non-cannabis if you're not into that. Um, we have everything and everything. So please, if you want to do anything here, please let us know. We have multiple events. We have an open bar event coming up this Saturday. If you wanted to have the home menu to yourself. We'll be in the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> please come through. Please. That's awesome. You can only imagine an open bar. That's got to be a good time. I was sure. mentioning to him, too, because if you go for the early fights, you've you got a good long afternoon ahead of you. Yeah, you It'll do. Good. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. So, yeah, you know, all, all we try to promote and have people understand that this place is here. You know, it's a, it's a really, really great environment to come out and hang out. Uh, you know, there's people coming in and out. It's a, it's really, really cool uh, ambiance, like I said before. So. Yeah, we, I just thank my sister for allowing me and my brother Tom to come and uh, do our podcast here, hang out with a bunch of great people. We just thank you so much. It is. Know, we want to make it a normal thing, so I want you guys to join us. Please do. Everybody's looking, and I know they're asking questions. Somebody already came in there like, we can do that, or we can watch them. I'm like, yeah, See? you can go and watch them if you want to. There it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Well, we appreciate this great, warm atmosphere. It really is perfect for this kind of a thing. It yes, really sir. is. Because you're... It's it's just comfortable, and yeah. you feel like you're among friends that you don't really know yet. Part of the community, kind of the thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So I don't thank if, you. I don't think if I worked here, I'd be able to leave. Is it hard to tear yourself away from here when it's yeah. time to go home? Yes, I have a timer honestly that shows what time you're supposed <laughs> to leave because sometimes I'm talking, I'm having conversation, and you can't leave because you're having a good time. Yeah, especially if you come with a good topic. Oh, we can be in here for a whole hour for sure. Now we got games too. We got PlayStation, Xbox, Switch. Now you can just come in with a group of five and want to go Smash Brothers. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I noticed <laughs> that. Ahead. I mean, and they have everything from Jenga. I mean, they have Yahtzee. They have everything. Monopoly. You know, they have chess. Uh, you know, my, my boy Sonny, he's here. You know, we're going to talk to this guy in a second. But he taught me chess when I was here. Oh. I've, I've always wanted to play, and he's the one who taught me to play on one of their beautiful chess boards. They have a couple of them, so. Man, you guys definitely don't know what you're missing. So what kind of other events do you have coming up? Like, you have an open mic that's once a... How often is that? Yeah, we have an open mic that's once a month. That's the first Thursday of each month. Um, Our next open mic is actually going to be held um, from a local comedian. Um, He's great in the community. He's really funny, and he's going to bring a couple comedians as well. But that is also for people in the community who don't have anywhere that want to sing 
perform their poetry. Somebody came with just their journal and they wanted to just share their message because they don't have nobody to share their message with. They went wow. up there and went up for like a minute and they like, they said, thank you. I just don't know, have nobody to talk to. And I just wanted to express that. Wow. <laughs> and that's what it's about here. And we were clapping cool. and it was great, honestly. So yes, please do that. And if you like to sing, we got karaoke as well. Um, that's the last Thursday of each month. And uh, we got some Alicia Keys up in here, man. You know, you sh- uh, you'd be surprised. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. We got to come sure. up for some karaoke. <laughs> I know. I'm fine I've done that, karaoke bro. drunk before. I don't know if I've done karaoke high before. <laughs> this might be cool to see. It had to be some slow ass music. <laughs> I'd have a hard time keeping up with that. Oh, music. no. We had Ying Yang Twids playing uh, on that Saturday, man. We had people dancing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real yeah, karaoke. I like it. I love it, man. That's cool. I do too. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us and inviting us. And we'll surely be back very for soon. For sure. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. See you soon, sis. All right, my friend. So you have a very special guest here. Tell me who you brought. Ah, my boy, man. This guy. Uh, Me and him have been together for a long time now. Uh, We're going. Nah, it's probably it's probably been a little longer now. It's probably yeah, going on like six years, six and a half. Um, it's my good brother, Sonny, the guru, the savage guru, actually. This guy, you know, I know me and you, Tom, met through uh, fighting, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Me and this guy met through fighting as well. Oh, wow. And he he's one of the, I think the savage is a beautiful name for him because that is what he is. He's, he's definitely a savage when it comes to fighting. So, yeah, this is my boy. How you doing, bro? Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Let us know. This is a lot of times I've been wanting to ask you. So tell us what is your your what is your uh, your fighting background? What do you do? Fighting background. I started wrestling when I was in uh, ninth grade. Even like at first wrestling, I wasn't really liking it or feeling it. I was more into basketball at the time. Right. And then like a month later, I realized, wow, wrestling is much more action and intense than just like. Basketball or okay. uh, sports, yeah. And then after wrestling, uh, one of my buddies showed me a documentary about MMA, okay. and that looked even more like crazy, intense action than wrestling. So yeah, after seeing that, um, I put an event together before MMA was even popular or big. Uh, fights in my backyard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. MMA before this was like in 2001 when I was still in school. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was, um, yeah, I thought it, MMA looked pretty crazy intense, and there was a couple other guys, and and uh, and some of the guys wanted to compete or wanted to try to fight, and I'm like, yeah. And then I matched a couple guys up, and a few of the fights took place in the backyard. And this was wow. a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, I trained on and off, and then I got serious into training in like 2009. That's when I kind of started training full time. How'd you meet Ben? Ben, Coach Ben, I met him. I was uh, a member over at uh, Gold's Gym. This was at the time, and I took one of his classes. And I thought, man, this guy is pretty decent, pretty good with his striking. And so I invited him. I was training with Rex at the time. Okay. There was no striking coach, and I invited him to come and train with us. Right. And then. Um, he came and trained, and I, well, I liked yeah, him, his style of teaching, and, and then I asked him to come and teach at our gym, and then he said he would 
Yeah, he would uh, give his notice, two-week notice over at Goals and start coming in teaching with us. Right on. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when after we worked with Rex for a few years. Um, that gym, like the owner, David or whatever, um, we were subleasing. He had a downgrade, and then there was no more space for us to be in there. So we had to go find another place, and that's when I went over and asked uh, KO if they would sublease to us. But instead, they hired Coach Ben at, at an hourly rate, and that's when we met you. Beautiful. You see, yeah. and that in the rest is because he is he's a great wrestling coach, uh, you know, knows jits very well. Um, yeah, I've been involved with it, yeah, wrestling since ninth grade. Like, so in ninth grade, I was like 98, 97, that's my ninth grade year or whatever. Right. Yeah, wrestling since then, and then grappling after that. Yeah, like after uh, high school or whatever, 2001. So I've been around it almost all my life, yeah. I think it's great that you put on events as a kid. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. How do you talk do you, with the other kids that were fighting, or were you getting adults to pop in there and fight yeah, for well, you? Yeah, the, well, the kids, and then one of the kids, his dad was there recording the event back in, yeah, this is like a long time ago, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so MMA, yeah, we, I saw it in Mon, I thought, wow, this seems like exciting action, intense. Yeah, I had wrestling in there, and it even seemed more like intense in wrestling game and they were striking and submissions and uh, I don't know much about it but it seemed like crazy intense right and then some of the kids were interested and uh, wanted to try out and then like oh yeah and then we put on an event in the backyard yeah before MMA was even big that's really crazy I didn't know that about you I've been with you a lot of time but I know you're into events speaking of that yeah, yeah. Um, I told you that he the, about the guy who's putting wants to put on that event in in, in Ventura, yeah, right. And we're we're ha we have them on on you know on the mic. So nice. we spoke about it yeah. just briefly because I know you don't want to put too much of that information out because right. you know it's in the works. But briefly, you can just before you know before before we you know I've seen one spot. Um, the I've seen one or two couple of different venues right now. We're trying to negotiate see who can give us the best deal for, for our money. And uh, we've seen a spot in Ventura, one in Oxnard over at the Oxford over uh, Ocean View Pavilion. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Seeing that venue uh, right now, we're going to see, talk to the owner of the building, see who can give us the best deal for, to run out the venue for the day. Right. Um, we've seen a spot in Ventura, the Ventura Theater. Um, yeah, right now we're in talks. Maybe next week we're going to go see the uh, owner of the building, talk to him, see who can give us the best deal to uh, run out the venue that day. I think that'd be great. I think yeah. that'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we I mean, need that in this area. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we took you to fight over that place. What was that hole in the wall? Like, we're much more happening and bigger than like that. Yeah. Like village place we went to. Uh, what was <laughs> it? <laughs> Vaselia. Yeah, Vaselia. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we're a lot more nicer, happening place, a lot more people. I mean, they would love it, enjoy it here. Yeah. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, we yeah. were just talking about how the we were just talking about how the, in certain communities they have to promote the local fighters so right. it's a lot harder to go in there and yeah. win yeah. knowing that these fight promotions their their financial futures hang on the balance of their local fighters so yeah right. you know so it's there's a lot against you going into those places definitely yeah so we're, let's we're, make it tough on them now yeah exactly come over to our home <laughs> so we so we can have a bunch of our fighters win yeah exactly <laughs> we'll yeah. invite you down here to fight too come on down yeah sure. yeah yeah, yeah, I've talked to uh, a matchmaker, Anthony, who's done like hundreds of shows. He's He'll help us uh, match guys up, bring from, talent from L.A. and all over. Right on. Yeah, put on, we want to aim towards like 
maybe 12 to 13 fights i know like the, the week of the fight a couple of fights will fall out at least have maybe really? even aim for more like 14 or 15 i know a couple of fights will probably fall out yeah the week of the fight i'm sure but yeah if we can get like at least 10 12 13 fights on the day of the the fight the event be good that's awesome so before we go you have other businesses you're an actual business owner because i actually I, I get uh you know ideas and stuff from you because uh, you know right. you own businesses so before you go plug your other businesses that you have uh, the beauty of threading and more it's a threading salon eyebrow shaping hair removal for women right on yeah yeah meals can get their eyebrows done as well okay um yeah we're located in auction we're topper near in the same plaza as toppers on Gonzalez, 181 East Gonzalez Road. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I want to, you know, he has, he's you no know, savvy dude, you know, um, you know, re really smart. So, you know, has a lot of, uh, of business sense. So I always wanted to get him on the show. So I'm really excited that we got to, you know, kind of pick your brain. Um, Thank you. And let people know what your classes are at uh, Progressive Martial Arts. Right. Um, your date, the date, the days and time. On Thursday, every Thursday, we have wrestling 6 to 7 and then grappling 7 to 8. Me and Coach Dennis will teach. Uh, we'll do some, we'll warm up, do some partner drills for about 30 minutes, and then about for 30 minutes, we'll go live. Awesome, brother. Any, yeah. of your, any of your fighters have any fights coming up that you want to promote or anything oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, we have a couple guys looking to compete in before the year's over. And December 22nd, we have Jimmy. We're trying to get him to be a little more well-rounded and working on his wrestling right now. And then Greg will make his amateur debut as well oh, on nice. December 22nd. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, nice. Which promotion is he fighting for, Gene? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> they might go all the way over to uh, Baselia. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Hey, well, you know, because 559, they, 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 they're giving away fights. Yeah. yeah. But, we'll, hey, you remember our new motto is we ain't leaving it up to judges. We're going to knock them the fuck out. Finish them. Yeah. Last time they favored the other guy. They amateur. always do. Yeah. They have in every we gotta, case. We got to lean on our guys over here at Sparstar too. Maybe it's not as far as a drive. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've competed. I've competed a bunch of times on. Yeah, me and you both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. That's actually where we met. Do you know the yeah. backstory on how me and him met? No, yeah, I know. Yeah, the guy that I was mentioning, Anthony Collects, he was he's the matchmaker. He hit me up to. Uh, you, you met him or not? Uh, wait, what's his last name? Collects. Collects. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you. I have a picture of him. Oh, I have his Instagram. I'll show you. Um. Yeah. He uh, he hit me up and matched me up with a couple guys there. I fought there like three, four times. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's how me and him met through fighting. He was he was calling. Yeah, it fight. Was, I was doing cage side commentary for the first time ever. So I'm going through and I'm like, I don't know who anybody is. Some of the names are hard to pronounce. And I'm, oh. I'm sure you're familiar with Kevin Widows, who's, oh, yeah, who yeah. I shared the booth with. Yeah, yeah I, he and I fought on the same card uh, over in Studio City like, uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Widows yeah. is such a great. He's so great. I <laughs> yeah, love yeah. him. He's a yeah, great I, follow on Instagram. Small too. world. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hey, he's, unless, you, unless you're sensitive, he's a good follow on Instagram. Right? Okay. <laughs> so uh, so we're, I'm going through the papers, and there's, all, there's names that are hard to pronounce and all that stuff. And then I'm like... I'm looking and I go, oh, there's somebody fighting from Oxnard. Da, da, da. He's O and O, and he's how old? I know that. I was forty. That's forty years he old. Was forty years old. Yeah. It said O and O, Oxnard, California, at forty, and I was like, what is going on tonight? Right. Right. And uh, and so deep in my heart, I'm rooting for him, and uh, and it it didn't start off. Right away, no, the no, it was a little, little right slow, a little slow the first round, and then we got the second round, and I, his, I, he got knocked out. His lights, yes, he, he were did. out. It, it was, 
That was remember my first fight when I knocked that dude's lights out. Yeah, and, and about, he was sleep for he was down for a minute. I about leaped in the air, man. I was so excited. That's for him. when you fought uh, the Asian. Home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Tran. He was and he was good too. He was on his way. Uh, you know, he, I was supposed to be a stepping stone up to somewhere else. So I went back to him, and I, I can't remember if I introduced myself to one of your coaches first, but I was like, hey, just want you to know, I'm a local 805. It'd be great to catch up with you sometime. Boom, boom. We took a quick picture. That picture is the picture we use. We use all, all the time. Pictures and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. That same picture from the first night we met. Mark was still sweating. Yeah, I was still in the on. I had my glove on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that night, yeah, I wasn't there. I was busy with work. Yeah, but the majority of the time, I'm there in his corner. Yeah, like yeah for sure. Yeah, like all the way we went to for the Celia when he fought. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's uh, always at my fights. He's always, he's, you know, he's a coach. He's, you know, definitely, uh, you know, in, in those corners are definitely in the fight, in the back, warming him up, getting us ready. Um, you know, same thing for him. He actually fights. He's not just a coach. He fights. He he comes out and, and, and it's going to be a broad. It's the reason why they call him the Savage. So, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to see my first fight. It was like a scene out of a movie. This dude's tall, lean, muscular, and tattoos. And I'm there still, like, cane, a little bit of body fat. And, uh, yeah, he hits me. I hit him. I stepped out. I hit him with a Superman, and then I shot in on him. I picked him up airborne, dumped him hard, and when he landed, kind of a common wrestling injury, he posted like this. His arm broke. Oh. Yeah, yeah so the, oh. he's known just... This that's, guy yowzes. Yeah, that's when they got I got the nickname Savage, like one of the guys in the background. You snapping dudes like a slim gym. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Dang. pretty he he's a he's a great fighter, man. And uh uh you know, it's really cool. You know, not only that, it, he's you know, he's you know, in the same fashion, you know, where um not only fights but trains, um, you know, not only trains but coaches not only coaches but you know runs other businesses so uh definitely gives back to the community um it's a lot of what me and your show is about it's about fighting it's about comedy it's about community um so yeah it's about teamwork too and i gotta say that mark talks a lot about how important his team is we talk we're like open about that kind of stuff about how important people are and he has talked about how important you are to him and how important you are to his journey you know so it's like a you know so it's a mad respect because you know I love this dude and and, uh, you know if you're important to him you gotta be important you know what I mean for sure for sure yeah so that's my bro for sure we thank you for coming on the show brother for sure yeah I saw the Diana posted and then I was like man I gotta go check it out for a few yeah you well you know definitely what 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 we're what our plan is to do is to you know be here and uh you know come do more shows here so we're definitely going to offer and you know ask you to come in that way we can have more uh talks with you about you know a lot of stuff in this fight because me and him we talk a lot about uh, you know this fight stuff a lot yeah so it's, it's kind of uh you know a cool thing you know have you on and talk about get your ideas of some of the stuff that you know is going on yeah, we talk a lot about like preparation. We talk about mindset going into the fights and things like that. And you know, because not everybody can understand, right? Like all of that goes into you know, every, people see you like from the moment you start walking out to the cage. They don't realize all those months, all those injuries, all those opportunities you had to pass for other dreams because this was the important thing. Sure? Like people don't see that, so we kind of try to talk about that and bring people a little bit 
closer to the process, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We try to, you know, we try to we try to dumb down this whole fight thing for people who want to be a part of it but don't understand it. You know how technical we could be as fighters. <laughs> Some people get lost in our whole technical talk about the fight world and you know they just want to talk about who knocked out who and how he went down and that's fine you know there's nothing wrong with those type of people as well so we like to bring that type of stuff so thank you for coming on bro for sure thank you for having me oh yeah for sure for sure we'll do it again very soon too yeah we will for sure so we had a couple of exciting guests here on the walkout live from the wheelhouse vip lounge really cool yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it was really cool, bro. I have to say that uh, you know, they you know, this was a cool different feeling for the walkout. Yeah. And uh, you know, they invited us back, so you know, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, know? it's a great little vibe here. I like it and I think uh I think this is a good home for the walkout. I'm looking forward to doing more episodes right here, just like we are tonight. That's awesome. So hey, you guys uh if you guys are out, you guys are in the city. Of course, uh, you know, this weekend they're going to have a bunch of deals going uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, this, this looks like they got for 11.22, which uh, is today. Yeah, this ain't going to be posted before 9.30 p.m. or 9 yeah, so p.m. Don't worry, you won't be getting to this one, but uh, Maybe don't worry about it. might yeah. be posted in time for tomorrow's Thanksgiving. There you go. Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is tomorrow, 30% off. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, it's reduced hours. Reduced hours on the thank for the Thanksgiving. And then tell them what's going on on the 24th, bro. 24th is of course Green Friday, 40 percent off, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And going into that Monday, 11:27 is uh, Cyber Monday. You get 30 percent off wow. on online orders only. Uh, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. are the hours. So, hey, they're giving out a lot of holiday cheer. They're giving back to the community. Um, so, you know, make sure you support. Yeah, so those first three are in-house. So you come here to the wheelhouse this, here in Port Wainimi, the wheelhouse uh, yep. VIP lounge or the dispensary. And then it's for that Thanksgiving or for Green Friday. But Cyber Monday, completely online. I guess that's why the word cyber is in there. For sure. I just realized that probably people <laughs> didn't need me to do the math on that for them. That's how hey. good it is here at the, at the wheelhouse <laughs> lounge. You better believe it. But to summarize, we had some really good conversations, and I thought it was a very good episode. I appreciate you uh, setting this up, and I'm glad that we're, you know, got a new home to do this at. Thank you, for brother, uh, for popping up, and uh, I'm looking forward to everything we got going on. All right, sounds good, my bro. All right, thanks for listening to the walkout. Come on,